And we combined have lived in Iraq for... 11 years. We get a lot of questions about life in Iraq. And we decided that the best way to address those questions is to do a little podcast. So we're going to answer some questions that are really common. The ones we get asked all the time. Yeah, because apparently it's a weird thing to live in Iraq. Who knew? Yeah, strange. So today we're going to talk about celebrating holidays, American style. And uh, since it's so close to Valentine's Day, we thought we would start with that holiday. Well, it is one of the most celebrated holidays. It's true. I was really kind of shocked and surprised at how, like, how much of a big deal Valentine's Day is there. I know it was one of the favorites among the kids. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, especially for a culture that is not, like, pro-dating or, like, having frivolous romantic relationships. Or even a lot of, like, physical touch and affection in public. Right. Yeah. I, I just... it. It did not hit my radar um, that that would be a big deal. But see, they don't celebrate it for all of those things. True. That's true. It is a lot more about, like, friendship and people that I appreciate. Yeah. Which is kind of nice. Yeah. It is. It is kind of nice that it doesn't have really any of the, like, American sort of... um, cultural expectations of valentine's day like i don't think i even ever got chocolate on valentine's day and no one was ever expected to have a date or something for valentine's day yeah yeah the biggest expectation for valentine's day is that you're gonna wear red or pink Mm -hmm. and let me tell you i because i was unaware of this my first year i don't have anything red or pink so i ended up wearing (laughs) purple oh. and I got scolded by every single student and several teachers as well. Why aren't you wearing pink? Where is your red? Do you not like Valentine's Day? And I kind of wanted to be like, no, I don't. <laughs> um but I, I didn't, you know. I'm polite. Yeah. Yeah. It's also all about the f- the flowers, roses. Mhm. Especially, like, cloth roses or or plastic ones. Everybody gets flowers. Like, not just, like, two or three, either. It's, like, every single student that you have, and even some students who, like, aren't your students, but maybe they think you're cool or something, they all bring you these little fake roses. Mm -hmm. Um, So you end up going home with, like, buckets of roses. I think one year we had to make two trips to take all of our presents home with us. Oh, very nice. Yeah. My favorite Valentine's Day memory was one time we were visiting a different school on Valentine's Day. And somehow the guy we were with told the principal that we were somebody famous or something. (laughs) And so all the kids end up, he announces something to them. All the kids end up in a near riot of appreciation and enthusiasm for us, cheering, handing us flowers, throwing flowers at us. We kind of <laughs> thought we might die. Um, but it, we, yeah, we were rock stars that day. I still don't know exactly why. He never would explain to us what he told the principal of that school. It was a prank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I I love that story. I love that, like, I feel like that is something that probably could have happened to any American. Yeah. That, like, yeah. Because they're just, it's just a fun culture. Um, and I think, especially around Valentine's Day, they really get into the, like, we're just going to have a good time. I know at our school, we were supposed to have, like, a half day of school and then, like, a party afterwards for oh. Valentine's Day. We never, ever had a half day of school. It was just like, we're going to party all day. <laughs> wow. Um, so, yeah, lots of pink, lots of red, lots of roses. Um and a lot of, yeah, little paper notes saying I love mm-hmm. you and a lot of verbal appreciation. And- yeah, which is is really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember one year I decided I was going to make, my second year there, I was going to make Valentine's for all of my students. And I had like 150 students. Mm-hmm. And you can't just go out and buy Valentine's. Nope. So I got a bunch of red construction paper and for two weeks I cut out hearts and wrote personal notes to each of my students um and it was exhausting and I never ever did it again (laughs) I know that I and one of the girls I lived with would make heart-shaped cookies sometimes and give out cookies to all of them and that usually went over really well but again when you have you know between you and another person easily 500 students right you are making a lot of cookies yeah. And we would make little little tiny heart ones and say, you can only have one. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, the next holiday we come to in the schedule of the year there is Nowruz, which Woo-hoo! is the biggest Kurdish holiday. But it's also not an American holiday. So we're going to skip over that for now. And yeah. Nowruz is such a big holiday. It kind of deserves almost its own podcast. We can't do it justice as, like, a side for this one. Um, So we'll get back to it, we promise. So the next American holiday, because they don't celebrate the 4th of July, that would be weird. It would be. uh, Is Halloween. Yeah. Which was another one that kind of took me by surprise. It certainly wasn't a holiday I really celebrated much as a kid growing up. I mean, people trick-or-treat and that kind of thing, but... It never really felt like a holiday to me. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like this cultural thing that some people did and some people didn't do. Right. In the evening. Right. So you didn't, like, get out of school for it. No. But our kids almost always assumed that they were going to get out of school for Halloween because mm-hmm. this is American school and it's an American holiday. And we it took some convincing that that was not the way Americans celebrated Halloween. Yes. And I think... A lot of my students were perplexed by the idea that we, like, kids go from house to house asking for candy. And I mean, there are some some Kurdish holidays where they do that, but they're not in costumes. Right. And it's, like, only on your street. not With like your neighbors. With, right, with your neighbors. Not like you drive all over the place and collect candy. But I will say they fully embraced the costume aspect of it. Oh, yes. I mean, to the point where, I mean, a lot of the kids would wear costumes, like, for PE class Mm year-round. But the day of (laughs) Halloween or the day that was set aside as the day to celebrate Halloween at school, I mean, all the kids Mm -hmm. wear costumes. And, like, a wide variety of stuff, too. Like, everything from your typical, like, 
superheroes to like we had one girl that came dressed as the Kurdish flag one year. Oh. Um and what were some other interesting ones? I think we had some Toy Story characters once, which That's I was kind nice. of surprised by. Yeah. Um, we had historical characters sometimes. Oh, nice. That was always good. Did you ever dress up for Halloween? I did. We had a Halloween party one year, and I did. I dressed up as a pirate. Nice and uh, good choice. It was. It was definitely fun. Nice. I think I kind of shocked and surprised a lot of the kids. They didn't expect me to to embrace it. To embrace it. Yeah. Yeah. I I dressed up my first year teaching. Um, my roommate and I dressed up as characters from the classes we were teaching. So I dressed up as Stuart Little, oh, which nice. was really fun. <laughs> um, and then I did it my first year teaching in the other city that I worked in. Um, and I think I talked my teammates into dressing up with me. I can't remember. I feel like I was the only one in costume, though. And I dressed up as a hippie because mm. um, I had this crazy tie-dye t-shirt and, like, my students thought it was really cool. All the other teachers were like, this is weird. What is wrong? Like, <laughs> You look weird. Where is your dignity as a teacher? And I was just like, I was just trying to have a good time. Yeah, most of the national teachers never dressed up with us. No. No. Which was, was kind of too bad. I feel like the students would have really liked it. I did have a national teacher at one school that came dressed as an M&M. Nice. Mm-hmm. He was kind of a party teacher, though. Like, uh, so, yeah. I didn't really want to want to encourage that in him to be like goofball-y. He was always. goofball enough. <laughs> and sometimes Halloween gets squished in together with Thanksgiving, which is the next big American holiday. So you can actually celebrate them both simultaneously. You create little Thanksgiving turkey like papers and you wear costumes on the same day. Mm-hmm. And maybe um, we would have students that would bring in like lunch for the day. Um, everybody would kind of do a potluck on the Thanksgiving party day. Or costume day and Thanksgiving. However, they ended up doing it. I saw like eight or nine different ways that they tried to like incorporate those two holidays together. <laughs> um, so that was kind of fun. I feel like I almost always had like a Thanksgiving with my students nice. and could kind of talk about, well, this is why we celebrate Thanksgiving and this is what it means and what are you thankful for. Um, and most of them appreciated it. Some of my sixth graders were like, I'm thankful. That I don't have to take any tests today because it's Thanksgiving. You know, <laughs> teenagers, preteens. Um, but yeah, that wasn't the only way that we would celebrate Thanksgiving. No. We would also get together with other Americans or expats. You know, sometimes we'd throw in a few people from other countries as well um, for the party. And we'd all usually potluck and bring different dishes and cook a traditional ish type foods mm-hmm. um we couldn't always find turkey yep yeah um if you do find turkey it's really expensive mm-hmm. i think they started shipping in frozen turkeys for a while um i one year we bought a fresh turkey and it was like 80 dollars mm-hmm. uh, and we split it between four of us but still that's like 20 dollars a person for a turkey a lot of money yeah so sometimes we substitute with a chicken 
chicken. Chicken works. It does. Um, one of my favorite uh, attempts at creating traditional American food was one year we, uh, one of my teammates was assigned to make the green bean casserole, and he was rushing around doing stuff, and my one of my other teammates and I had shown up, and he asked us, you know, oh, here's the, you know, I've started the, the mushroom soup mix, and the green beans are here, and they're cooked, and you just stir this and then mix it all together. And so we've, you know, finished cooking it, and we stir it, and we start mixing it together, and this whole time we're like, this looks really funny, but of course, it's... It's the Middle East. It's not, things aren't going to look exactly the same. Right. So you just kind of take it and go and people are arriving and someone else comes in and goes, wow, what are you cooking? It smells really strange. And we're like, oh, it's, it's mushroom soup for the, the green bean casserole. And really that's, it looks so weird. It's so pale and there's no mushrooms in it. Well, you know, it came from a packet and. And so we pour the the white sauce over the the green beans and someone else comes up, that looks so strange. And it smells funny too. It smells kind of sweet. And we're like, yeah, you know, it came from a packet. And they're like, are you, did anyone taste this? (laughs) We're like, no, we've been too busy. So like she goes and she tastes some of it. She's like, that is not mushroom soup. Oh, no. That is vanilla pudding. Oh, no! And we've just poured, like, a whole ton of it all over the green beans. <laughs> and we're like, oh, my gosh, what did you buy? Like, why did you mix up vanilla pudding for the mushroom soup mix? Right. And so he, he's like, no, no, I'm sure it was mushroom soup mix. And he goes over the trash can and pulls out the packets. Sure enough, mushroom soup mix in multiple languages, Big picture of mushrooms all over it. Like, mm-hmm. smell the inside of the packet. Definitely vanilla pudding. Yes. So, like, how are you going to fix that? Um, we end up washing the green beans in a colander mm-hmm. and, like, trying to get as much of the vanilla pudding off of them. <laughs> and then we opened a can of peas to add to them because we didn't have any mushroom soup and... Peas ended up being garbanzo beans. Oh, it was no. a bad day for labels. <laughs> oh, um, no. And my teammate ended up going back to the store, like driving out then to the store <laughs> to try to find more mushroom soup mix and was opening mushroom soup packets in the grocery store only to find that they are all vanilla pudding. Oh, made a bunch of people really mad. Um, but oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we end up rinsing them off and just serving them hot and plain. And one of the other guys at that meal was like, "What did you do to these green beans? <laughs> these green beans are so amazing." <laughs> We're like, "Um, nothing." <laughs> oh man! So vanilla pudding and green beans, maybe maybe not the best. No, but then maybe you would appeal to a certain audience. A certain audience, maybe. I tasted them and I, I no, nope. yeah. Gross. They still tasted mm-hmm. kind of vanilla-y. Yeah. And it made it seem kind of, I don't know, like like your green beans were supposed to be a candle. <laughs> could you Can you burn green beans? I, I'm sure you could. In an emergency. In an emergency. Yeah. It might be a little wet, though. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully we'll never have to find that out. Yeah, that would be bad. Um, that kind of reminds me of my most memorable memorable thanksgiving um was again with with students and this was my this was early on in my time in iraq 
and they decided that it would be a, a picnic day, mm-hmm. that we would go out and go to this park, and then we'd all go out to uh, lunch together at this restaurant near near the school and near where I lived. And it's not super cold that time of year. No, yet. it's actually like, so nice, it's nice to be outside. Yeah, um, It's not too cold, it's not too hot, it's perfect. Um, so we took all of the 4th, 5th, and 6th graders, which was about 300-ish. No, it was probably 150 kids um, to this, what was essentially a fast food restaurant. And the school had pre-ordered everybody's meals, so we were just basically had them all lined up at tables and brought them all their food. Um, And the kids ate, and the teachers kind of were making sure everybody had everything. Um, And then someone was like, if you brought extra money, you can go order other food from the restaurant. And I should have known at that point that this was the beginning of the descent into chaos. Oh, no. Um, But I was new and I was like, okay, sure, this is a normal thing. I mean, you don't want kids to be hungry. Right. Yeah. And they have money. Why not? Um, Well, like all of them had money. Of course. And the few that didn't got their friends to buy them things, too. And so the poor people at this fast food restaurant are, like, dealing with who ordered what. And, you know, it's the Middle East, so they don't just, like, here's your food, pick it up. Mm -hmm. They try to, like, find you and bring it to you, which Mm -hmm. when you have 150 kids that are all dressed the same because they're in their school uniforms, that's madness. Yeah. Um, and they don't do lines either? No, so. no lines. Ooh. That's not even the worst, okay? So that was, I was just like overwhelmed and kind of like, what in the world? Um, but eventually everyone figured it all out. It's amazing how that happens, that like complete chaos gets sorted somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the teachers were like, okay, well now we're going to eat. And we... I guess we had money for lunch. I don't really remember how that happened. But uh, the national teachers all kind of went into this corner of the restaurant, far, far away from the children, to eat their lunch together and enjoy each other's company. And the few of us who were from other places, we weren't all Americans, but more Western people, were like, we can't just leave like 150 kids alone and they were like, no, no, they will go to the playground. They will be fine. So imagine a McDonald's playground enclosed, ball pit, slides, um, and it had those big rubber mats on the floor that are look like giant puzzle pieces. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. But it doesn't have, like, a human, <laughs> an adult-sized door to go in. You have to, like, crawl through this tunnel. Because it's supposed to only be for kids. Right. And so that's, like, how they made sure that only kids went in there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So all, all, all of our students go into this playground. And we can't be in there supervising them because we, I mean, I guess we could have crawled through the tunnel, but. But you're not really supposed to. Right, we're not really supposed to be in there. And so, like, World War Three erupts in this <laughs> playground. 
the balls in the ball pit are no longer left in the ball pit. They're used as projectiles to- oh, at yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. The rubber floor mats are torn up and used as shields and battering rams Ooh. against each other. Occasionally, a child will crawl through the hole sweaty and bruised and out of breath and be like, it's so hot in there. It's so hot, but we're having so much fun. And like... <laughs> Those of us who are watching this are just like, what do we even, like, what do we do? We can't go in there and stop them. We can't clean it up. The people at the restaurant are kind of mad, but they can't really do anything about it either. Like, the other teachers don't seem to care. Right. Somebody, like, we also have kids come out and be like, Miss, Miss, blah, blah, blah is in there and she's crying. She's crying. You must help her. And it's like, I can't. Tell her to come here, to come to me, and I will help her. I think we gave out a couple Band-Aids. And it was just like, I remember going home from that. I mean, eventually the other teachers were like, okay, it's time to go. It's time to go. We have to go now. And everybody came out. I'm pretty sure they left it a complete disaster. Oh, goodness. Like, I was mortified because I went to this restaurant several times after that and I was just like I'm so sorry um I just I remember going home and being like I have never been so stressed out and so tired in all of my life oh goodness and talking to one of my national friends that was a teacher at the school and being like that was it was terrible it was awful she was like did anyone die did you lose anyone no it was a successful picnic then. You did a great job. And I was just like, well, that's perspective, I yeah. suppose. Just lower that oh, bar a little man. bit. Way down. Way, Way down. down. Success. Yeah. Um, speaking of lowering bars, mm-hmm. my favorite holiday is Christmas. Well, it's a fantastic one. And I, well, I can't say I was necessarily disappointed with Christmas in Iraq. It is... Much less of a big deal than it is in America. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's practically non-existent mm, yeah. in many places. Where my city, which doesn't have much of an ethnic Christian population at all, mm-hmm. it it really, it, there was no sign of it anywhere. Right. Yeah. I feel like that was true of the cities I lived in, too. Aside from, like, the school. Mm-hmm. And even then, it was like... Here is a printout of a Christmas tree that the kindergartners colored. Yeah. Or a Yay. poster of Santa. Yes. There wasn't, like, you can't get Christmas trees. No. We did find one. One fake Christmas tree that we bought one year. Yeah. And we were thrilled. I think it was the display one that <laughs> was at the grocery store. And yes. I don't think they actually intended to sell it. Uh-huh. But when we asked for it. And offered to pay them good money for it. They took us up on the offer. Yeah, I mean, everyone has a price, right? Right. Even a Christmas tree. Uh, I think someone gave us a fake Christmas tree. But we didn't have any decorations for it. Like, we just had this tree. Yeah. I brought over decorations every year with me. Smart. And we made decorations. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the families that I lived with dried and painted uh, pomegranates. Nice. Painted them gold. They're so beautiful. Like, I kind of want to do that again. They were just so pretty. 
and pine cones mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the standard kinds of things that you can do, like popcorn strings sure. and, and that kind of stuff. You can do that no anywhere. No cranberries, though. No cranberries. No. Yeah. Yeah, I think we ended up that year, uh, I was teaching origami, so mm. we made a bunch of paper cranes yeah. and put them on the tree and uh, cut out snowflakes. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And we collected the, like, paper tops from Pringles cans because they're, like, shiny and silver. Hey, nice. And, like, put holes in them and, like, cut out kind of shapes and stuff with them and use those as as Christmas decorations. That's great. That's a great idea. Um, It was a little, it was a little trashy, but it worked. You do what you can. Yeah. I remember that was always when... After a few years of living there and bringing Christmas stuff back every year, mm-hmm. we had a pretty good stash. And uh, it was always the time of year where I think my students were most impressed with my house because yeah. it was shiny and glittery and Sparkly. sparkled and had gold. And it was definitely, definitely the high point of my my decorating prowess mm-hmm. in, in Kurdish eyes, at least. Yeah. I mean, I get that. They like they like the sparkly. Mm-hmm. Um. We have a friend who tells a great story about uh, Christmas at the school, which we have recorded, and I'm going to put in probably somewhere in here, at least part of it. Um, But if I don't get all of it in, or if you want to hear more, I think it's titled The Christmas Massacre. Yeah. And uh, it's it's on SoundCloud. We will probably put it up elsewhere as well. It's a great story about uh, Christmas joy turned into Christmas... Well, massacre. <laughs> and they were doing the Christmas play. They're getting ready for the Christmas program. And I was noticing that people were, like, I noticed that, like, a lot of, like, the fifth grade girls were coming out and, like, dancing to, like, Beyonce or, like, Justin Bieber in the in the, the halls. There were, it was going to be one of those Christmas programs where it was just, like, anything goes, pretty much. <laughs> so, that's going to be interesting. Christian school, Christmas program with Bieber, like, the Bieber dancers, this and that. All right, great. And I start hearing rumblings where they're like, Mr. Dave, we need somebody to play Santa. <laughs> like, you're the only white guy here. Santa's white, so it's probably going to be you. And I kept kind of laughing it off, but finally, like two days before, they said, no, seriously, though, we need somebody, and you're skinny, but you'll do. Like, you're North, <coughs> North European, so <coughs> everything we know about Santa, is that that's, that's all we can go with. I said, well, let me see what the, let me see, do you have a costume? Yes, of course we have a costume. All right, well, let me see it. So we want to make sure everything's on the up and up. So they bring it in the next day. There was, um, it was like a tracksuit. It was like a velour. <laughs> it was like a Santa tracksuit, like velour <laughs> pants. And there was also a big rip right in the crotch. <laughs> Just like gaping holes. I said, well, first of all, let's let's get that mended if we can. If we can get that like, if we can get that fixed up, maybe we'll be in business. The the jacket was fine. Like the suit coat was fine. Belt wasn't much to. There was not a lot there. The beard was attached to a rubber mask. That was horrifying. I knew it would scare the children, so I said, "I'm not wearing that mask." And and the hat was tight. It was so do it as well. So I ripped the I ripped the hat off the mask. The hat was fine. So I said, "If you can get me a beard, you know, from the bazaar." Oh, and the other thing was there was a, a bell because obviously. If we know anything about Santa, he yeah. hangs out in front of malls <coughs> and rings a bell. <laughs> so that was in the uh, 
in the costume. Yeah, exactly. So I get this costume. I go home. I figure out like, how am I gonna like bulk up for this? So I decided I'd put on. I would put on my back. I'd stuff my backpack with pillows, and I'd wear that like in in the front. Yeah. So that was pretty good there. I didn't have a lot of good options for pants or for the legs. So I think I just wore a couple of layers of like long johns, maybe a couple of pairs of pants, and so. Clearly I was kind of a bulked up Santa. I like did a lot of upper body work. But clearly like I was wearing the hat and my bright, you know, like brown eyebrows are just like sticking out very clearly. So I went actually somebody like tried to put a little like mascara or something on before the before the the, the program. Didn't quite work. I think we got maybe a little bit of gray in there, but nothing like nothing clear. Like it was very clear that this is a very young Santa. So I'm getting there, I get there the, like an hour before. I'm getting in a costume, and I ask him, "Okay, what is the plan?" I said, "Well, you're gonna you're gonna stand up at the end of the show." I said, "Well, what's the end of the show gonna be?" "Well, we'll we'll cue you." I said, "No, I want to know right now. What is the cue gonna be?" "Well, it'll be all these lights, and we'll play some music, and it'll be after this song." And um, I said, "Well, where am I coming out?" "I'll just come out wherever." I said, "No, it's gotta be an entrance. Where am I coming out?" So I decided I would come out from the back of the hall. <clears throat> I said, "Okay." Well, I said, "What am I gonna do?" "We need to like, like you need to basically tell the children you're there." Okay, tell them all that you're there, and like have them all follow you and give them high fives and shake their hands. Okay, and then what am I gonna do? You're gonna hand out presents. Okay, where are these presents? Oh, we're we're buying them from the bazaar right now. <laughs> okay, how many are there gonna be enough for all the children? Yeah, of course there will be. All right, this all this all sounds this all sounds like this is gonna be great. This all sounds like what could what could possibly go wrong? So go through they go through the whole the whole thing. So we're nearing the end of the show, and I like had to like dart past the door. So it's clearly like, clearly like a man in red, like runs by the door to like hide from everybody. Come around to the back of that community center there. And wait for like the dance music to come. And it was, and it was, it was dance music. It was like And so, okay, that's my, that must be my cue. The lights are flashing and that. And all I could do is just ring my bell in the back and go, Ho, ho, ho. Ring my bell, ring, 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 ring. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Kids start like just, just like coming, like they all just like race towards me. And like some of my fifth graders that I was teaching were like, Mr. David, I know it's you. And I'd be like, shut up, go away, little kid. And so it was like the Pied Piper, like all the kids came out and like they're kind of following me around. And it's kind of fun, you know, I'm like shaking hands and it's kind of a neat moment. I get up to the, and like I finally make my way through the, to the front of the room and the music's still blaring and like kids are happy, everyone's excited. And the, the MC hands me a microphone and he says, Mr. David, give a speech. <laughs> give a speech. I wasn't prepared for this. Okay. And he's like, tell the kids they'll get presents. Okay. All right. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Just want the kids to all know that Santa has presents for all of you. Ho, ho, ho. Dance music comes on again. And then you know, the kids are still out there. And then the guy, the MC says, Mr. David, dance with the children. with the children. Is this, dance? I, 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 so I did the like, I, you know, I just, just basically did like a belly roll. Like I just was like doing this thing. And it's all still like, the, it's, it's like a little house music going on, like dance music. I'm just like, this is so awkward. I don't know what's happening. And then he gives me the microphone back. He says, Mr. David, 
Say something about Jesus. <laughs> and now I'm like mad because I'm like, listen, this program has been anything but Jesus, the entirety of it. You've got Bieber, you had Beyonce, you know, you had like, you've got me, you've got Santa Claus. Like, this is, this is a lot of like, we're crossing a lot of wires here. Give me that microphone. Fine. You know, like, clearly angry at this point. And, uh, remember, uh,. <laughs> I'm not the reason for Christmas. The reason for Christmas is because it's Jesus' birthday. So, happy birthday, Jesus. Oh, ho, ho. And then finally it came time to hand out the presents. So they brought out two trash bags. <clears throat> and one of the trash bags was for the girls. One of the trash bags was for the boys. The trash bags for the girls had like these like Care Bears. Like these teddy bears. But they were like that big. And there were about 300 kids in the in the in the auditorium, and there were maybe 50 bears in this trash bag. And the other bag had like yo-yos for the boys. There were maybe like maybe a hundred, maybe I don't know. Maybe there, there were more, but there were definitely not enough for the 300 kids in attendance. And so at this point, I'm like, okay, this is this is where where are the other toys? Like there are not enough toys for the kids here. Where 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 are the other toys? Like all we have or maybe they'd said i can't remember if they, they, may, they may have said like oh there are others maybe wait we don't there know yeah <laughs> but basically as soon as those trash bags even like made like this like as soon as they like you got a, caught a glimpse of them the kids were just i mean they just swarmed and so like all of a sudden like i'm holding on to these two trash bags one in each hand and the kids are just starting to rip at me like just ripping at my coat like ripping at the jacket <laughs> ripping my pants yeah ripping my beard like trying to like rip their way into the bag and mr well redacted mr redacted uh he starts like slapping at the kids get away get away if you don't get in line you will not get the presents and so he's like yelling he's yelling the other teachers are, like pushing kids away but it's too late, like the bag's ripped, the seal's broken, like the kids are ripping in, like they're grabbing presents, like just, it was like a matter of seconds. And the trash bags were just ripped to shreds. I was ripped to shreds, like my coat is ripped off now. You can see my like white t-shirt with the clearly like the gray backpack, like right there. <laughs> and, and it's just, it's bedlam now. And like now the toys are gone. And all of the kids, like, now it's just, like, now the waterworks come. Because now I'm getting, like, the five-year-old girls who are like, Mister, Mister, I didn't get the presents. <laughs> or, like, I'm having, like, the this, the, this, the teenage boys are like, Hey, Mister, <clears throat> Mister, my, 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 friend did, my friend did not get the presents. Like, what, what, what's wrong? You know, like, they're all, like, they're, everyone's giving me grief about it. And so I, I talk to Mr. Redacted, a different Mr. Redacted. I say, Hey, <laughs> what do we do? And he says... Tell the kids that the other presents will come, will, will be delivered on the other end of the gym. I said, are there going to be more presents being, are there more presents being delivered? And he's like, no. And I want to be like, you are terrible. I, am, I hate you so much right now. I'm like, I don't like you. And at, but at this point, it's just, I mean, like they, they, they turn up the music again and it's basically just chaos. Like kids are crying like I mean it's just and the, the teachers have now all basically been on like security so they're all just like pushing kids back like sending kids back to their seats and now it's just like the program basically has to end with like half the kids just like disappointed because 
they were promised toys and they didn't get toys. <laughs> and I'd like make a quick retreat. I'm trying to get to the end of the end of the hall. And I get to like a corner. And one of the families is now in the corner and they like ask their they ask me to take a picture with their kids. So I stand there, tattered, beard like off my face. Like it's clearly like this is clearly like a tall, brown-haired American man posing. <laughs> as a skinny Santa with a backpack. Like, it's all very obvious now. But they still want to pose with me. And then there was an entrepreneurial, like, photographer from the town who basically, like, saw what was happening. And so he pulls out his, like, super, you know, fancy camera with a big flash and everything. And he starts taking photos. And, like, now there's a line of people lining up now to take photos of Santa. And oh he'll God. take a photo and he'll hand, and he hands him a ticket to go to his photo shop, like, the next day or oh whatever. Gosh. And I must no. have sat, I must have played Mall Santa for about like 45 minutes. That was how the Christmas Near Massacre pretty much ended. Oh, and I left. Yeah. It was always hard not to get yourself too roped into some of the different adventures and right. things at the school because sometimes like your like your uh, fast food restaurant experience, mm -hmm. things get a little out of hand. Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, for the most part, I didn't actually spend Christmas in Iraq. Mm -hmm. I usually, I did one year, but I usually went, came back to the U.S. Um, for Christmas to have it with my family. And Yeah, it was important for my family, too, for me to come back for Christmas. And I just remember coming out of Iraq and into either Germany or, um somewhere else in Europe or even in more directly into the States and just seeing all the Christmas decorations and stuff yeah. up and hearing Christmas music played and all of those things that as Americans, we kind of ended up looking at like as just commercialism mm -hmm. and as being too much right? and up being just the most beautiful and wonderful things. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I ended up buying a lot more Christmas music to, like, have on my computer. I went to Iraq with no Christmas music. Oh, sad. Um, because, again, I didn't think about, like... Well, and you go in August, right. and you're not thinking about Christmas. Yeah. Um, and I would always... I, I got into the sneaky habit of not giving my parents the correct dates of my travels. <laughs> Um, and so showing up a day or two days earlier than I told them that I would and getting a friend to pick me up from the airport, you know. Um, and one year I remember I got in at like one or two in the morning and everyone in my house was asleep and sneaking back into my room and, and going to bed. Fortunately, no guests were sleeping in my room. Yeah. And getting up the next morning and just, like, walking into the dining room at my mom looking up and being like, Hannah, what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here until tomorrow. And just being like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> like, to me, that was one of the fun things about being able to go home is just, like, surprise your family. Yeah. How often do you get really to do nice. that? Yeah, I think we've, we've covered all the holidays. At least the American ones. At least the American ones. We are going to come back and do the Kurdish ones. Um, Kurdish, Iraqi, Islamic. It's uh, Some of them I don't even know what they're for. 
But there's a lot of them. But there's a lot of them. Um, so look forward to that with much anticipation. You can find us at Servant Group International on Facebook or Instagram or on our website at servantgroup.org. Yeah, and if you have a question that we haven't answered yet, send us an email or Facebook message. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can always burn a green bean.